Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. Uh, go to iTunes, leave us some reviews, and be sure we've got a giveaway going on right now. It's running until November 9th. We have teamed up with the boys and girls over at Boss Shot Shells, uh, two-man goose hunt and duck hunt here. Yes, sir. At the Big Honker Lodge for the dates of December 9th, 10th, and 11th. Three mornings of goose hunting, two afternoon duck hunts. They're going to win two cases of Boss and some Boss swag. So we are drawing on. Uh, we are drawing for it on November 9th. Be sure and get entered into that. This podcast is brought to you by the best silhouette on the market, Dive Bomb Industries. Skinnies are the way to go. They make your life so simple. Incredible results. Incredible people over at Dive Bomb Industries. Um, they're what we use exclusively. I did not touch a full body all last season, and I'm not planning on doing it this year either. Dive Bomb Industries, the way to go. So easy. Can't say enough about Dive Bomb Industries divebombindustries.com order what you're going to need for this season they got it all geese ducks pigeons one-stop shop divebomb industries we're also brought to you by boss shot shells bismuth hits like a freight train uh there were i had duck hunts this last weekend some guys were shooting boss some guys were not and let me tell you there is a big difference and you can definitely tell when boss hits that bird because it folds like a cheap suit BossShotShells.com, all made in America, shipped right to your door, no big box stores. Killing them like we did in the 70s. That's what it reminds me of. It's insane. When that bismuth hits a bird, especially a bird that's close, it's ugly. BossShotShells.com, or you can call them. Good people. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics, also a U.S. made. Athlon Optics is a proud U.S. sports optic product company devoted to designing and delivering superior quality optic products and outdoor accessories at a competitive price to you, the consumer. Athlon has strong engineering design capability, strategic alliances with quality manufacturers, and a streamlined, fully integrated supply chain. Whether you're shooting prairie dogs or scouting those geese or ducks the night before, Athlon Optics has a product that you need. So go to athlonoptics.com, get your binoculars, get your scopes. They've also got red dot sights. They got it all. If you need to look through it so you can shoot something or find something, Athlon Optics is the way to go. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Makers of the new A-frame blind. That's right. The 2 by 4 blind. We got it set up. It's on our front porch right now. It's beautiful. It's big. It's like something Trump would make. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's huge. Four people, four grown men, and when I say grown, I mean husky, can fit in this blind. Uh, other A-frame makers say that four guys can fit, and they probably can, but... Uh, There's some noodle-eating little bastards. Yeah, they're, they're, they're small guys. Uh, four grown men can fit into this blind. It's a great blind. It's a two-by-four blind. They also make uh, the, the best spinner that's on the market right now. Waterproof. Uh, if you're going to field duck hunt and you need spinners, Lucky Duck has them. Go to LuckyDuck.com, get your spinners, get your blinds, whatever you need. They got it. We're also brought to you by Light LEDs. No more bumping around in the dark, unless you're with your significant other. Uh, put these lights on your trailer, on your truck, wherever you want. It makes setting up a decoy spread just a, a, a breeze. 
No more, huh? I wonder if we've got, uh, wonder how we're looking, wonder if we need more decoys over there. Turn on these bad boys, lights up the whole sky. They're great. Put them on your truck, put them on your trailer. SeaLightLEDs.com. They make waterfowl hunting easy almost. They really do. SeaLightLEDs.com. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines. Texas made wine right in high Texas. Chris and the guys over there living the dream, making wine, making stuff that tastes great. Thanksgiving's coming up soon. Big drinking holiday. All the holidays are from now on. Don't drink too much around your family, though. That's that's a lot of violence on Thanksgiving Day. I don't think most wine companies and stuff like to use the word violence in it. So drink responsibly <laughs> around the holidays. Even around Cousin Joe that, you know, still lives in his mom mom's basement. <clears throat> Give him a nice glass of Merlot. Tell him to get the fuck out and get on with his life. <laughs> William and Chris Wines, you can go to all the high upstanding supermarkets. Whole Foods, Central Markets, William and Chris Wines. And tell them the Big Honker podcast, ain't you? Yeah, or call them up and they'll deliver it to you. Finally, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. We've been doing this for too long. Well, 25 years. Too long. 25 plus. Oh. Are you still as hungry as you were day one? I eat. Look at me. Yes, I am. So I, no. think so. I think so. Yes. It's a we, great life. We can take care of you on anything that you're wanting. Duck season uh, opened up last weekend. Goose season opens up next weekend. If you're still needing to uh, book that uh, fall adventure, look no further. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Got some dates left in Oklahoma and Texas. You want to shoot some field mallards in Oklahoma, holler at me, 940-658-3172, or send us an email at goose at west, W-E-S-T-E-X dot net. Or call us at 940-658-3172. I appreciate all the calls and messages. We get them all the time. Keep keep them coming. If you have any questions, feel free to give me a holler. That's basically it. We made it through all the commercials. All right, on this episode of the podcast, we're joined by a gentleman from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania waterfowl hunter, Matty Bentz. He uh, does a lot of hunting over there. He from Virginia originally, so we talk about the differences between Pennsylvania and Virginia waterfowl hunting. Love talking to guys from way off. So uh, here he is, Matty Bentz. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, live from the Big Honker Lodge in Knox City, Texas. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. And on the phone with us today is Mr. Matty Bentz from, what town, you're outside of Harrisburg. What town are you in? Carlisle, right? Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And you, you're that's right outside of Harrisburg. Do they still have the big hunting show there? Yep. Yeah, I usually try and get up there every year. It's, uh... It's turned into a big, like, mishmash of just outfitters, really. It's not, it's not like you used to be, that's for sure. I did that show in 1997 or eight, 1998 or 1999. And I'm going to tell you what, it, yeah. was, it was a big show. It wasn't really a good show for us because it was the wrong time of year for us to be selling waterfowl hunts. But 
I have never seen so many damn Amish people in my life. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually uh, most of most of the private farms that I hunt out up here are either Amish or Mennonite. I so we don't have we don't have them here, and so I I was shocked how many of them were at the hunting show. And what really surprised yeah. me is you would see an Amish boy, you know, in the garb with the the scraggly old Red Hall looking beard, and he would have yep. some hot little chick with him in this little mini skirt and stuff. And then you'd <laughs> see the opposite; you'd see an Amish chick with some dude wearing a rock and roll t shirt where they were dating outside of their culture. But it was, it was lot lots of Amish people there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a lot of that, like. A lot of the guys that are like plumbers or they do a lot of roofing, they do a lot of home reno stuff, all that. I mean, the best price is to go to the Amish or the Mennonites. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine that built a, a barn in Missouri and he used the Amish people. He says so much cheaper and better work. Yeah. Yeah. Are they hard yeah, are they, are they hard to deal with uh to get to get permission? Uh no, they they really don't care at all. <laughs> Um, as long as you're waterfowl hunting, as long as you're not deer hunting on their property, they really don't care. I mean, every Amish that I've talked to has, has given me a yes. Do, so. <laughs> do they, uh, do they want any of the meat or anything? I usually do give them some of the meat, um, just as a thank you. And they're real appreciative of that. Um, I'll usually, I'll usually do the whole bird for them so they don't have to deal with it. Right. And then, you know, they'll usually give you like a shoe pot shoe fly pie or you know a good apple pie for for you giving them that meat what is a shoe fly pie it's like uh it's like cinnamon uh whipped cream and uh, a bunch of other stuff it's like i'm not a big fan of it so i really don't know exactly what it is but um it, it's just it's just weird taste it just tastes weird like a bunch of weird flavors put together and it's a shoe fly pie. My grandpa talked to him, told me one time he ate one at in that area, Lancaster, <laughs> Pennsylvania. And they went on a tour of the of the Amish people and all that. But yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely a Pennsylvania best thing. Do, do they have really? Do they really have a rump springer? Or is that just a TV thing? Uh, no, they do. They do. You'll see uh, just down the road here. Um, you'll see like kids out in the middle of the night running around and running around the farm fields and everything and playing volleyball and shit like that. It's just, they go, they go pretty nuts around here. I say that's just a whole different culture. We never see. I always trip. I always laugh my ass off when I go by and I see them on their, their wagons and their, but then they got a brand new freaking tractor at the farm. The ones I saw. Yeah. So the way it works, there's, there's a bunch of different like, uh, sects of them. So you have like the traditional Amish and Mennonites to, don't drive, don't use electricity, um, don't use rubber wheels or anything like that. And then you have another separation from that 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 drives and they use rubber and they use electricity and all that kind of stuff. So there's a bunch of different different subcultures within those actual cultures of Amish or Mennonite. Now, do they ever look at you for their breeding stock or, or, or you're not their type? No. <laughs> No, definitely not. No, I'm, I'm, uh, my old lady and I have been dating for, uh, almost two and a half years now. So I don't really travel outside that, that pool. <laughs> <laughs> Those are, boy, that's a safe way of saying no. <laughs> so, so do they, so Andy, let me ask you this. Would yes. you, would you be, would you put yourself up to stud to the Amish if that was, 
I mean, is it really cheating if you don't see their face? I mean, come on. <laughs> you think that really is a true thing? <laughs> I, I don't. We'd have to ask Maddie. Is it a true thing or is that just folklore? I, dude, I have no idea, man. Uh, I've only been up here about two years, year and a half, two years now. So I'm still kind of trying to find out how, uh, how it all works. <laughs> Where would you come from? <laughs> Uh, I came from Fairfax, Virginia, about 22 miles south of uh, D.C. Oh, there's a lot of fucking going on in D.C., and they're, <laughs> they're doing it to the American people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, it's definitely, it's definitely been an experience moving up here versus uh, growing up in, in Virginia. Being um, 22 miles south of D.C., you know, we get all the traffic, um, all the different types of cultures, people that can't drive. It's just. <laughs> It's stupid. <laughs> how was the hunting? How was the hunting where you uh, in, in Virginia? So Virginia is is very good for hunting. Um, the way it works down there is so they split the state in half uh, down the I ninety five corridor. So if you are east of ninety five and above the three hundred one bridge, which is the bridge that goes across the Chesapeake, um, you have blind laws. So you have a licensed spot in public water that is yours, and no one else can hunt that, and you have to be 500 yards away from another blind. That's actually a, not a bad law, I don't think. It, it is if, it's, it's like, it is if you have it. So it's, it's the haves and the have-nots. Have right. not. Yeah. So basically everything along the Potomac in that corridor is all locked up. And it's very hard to find a spot on the east side of 95. So how was it? Were you nervous moving uh, up to Pennsylvania from, from kind of where you had everything figured out? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's just another experience. It, you know, it really just tests how good of a hunter you are. Um, and I've done, I've done pretty well up here. I've got a couple local spots that are pretty good. Uh, the biggest thing up here was, being able to access more land up here than I was in Virginia. Because right. in Virginia, you pretty much are always hunting big water. Like, you hard, I hardly ever really hunted, hunted like, field And we don't shoot ducks in a field down there, like, at all. Um, so switching from that over to up here in Pennsylvania, where it's, you're shooting, like, big field geese, you're, sometimes you're shooting ducks in a field, but you're shooting a lot of like skinny water, um, some flooded timber, um, and a lot of it is these limestone creeks that are spring-fed, and they're they're warm water creeks, so they stay at 51 degrees year-round, so they never freeze up. Right. So, which state, in your opinion, has the better hunting? Uh, definitely Virginia. Definitely, definitely Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, because I mean, we we shoot everything from from puddle ducks to divers. Up here, I'm shooting like mallards, guideballs, and sometimes a legend or two. Now, I want to go back to this. When you said the haves and the have-nots, do the same people, yeah. they get to keep that blind every year? Yep, as long as they license it. As long as they keep putting that license in, you you get the blind for however long you keep licensing the hand. Well, then that's a ha so So the people that are, I'm assuming that, that if the way that system is, is some of the people that own those blinds are with the people making the rules, and they're going to keep it that way. Is that the way? It, is that what I'm hearing? Kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you have, then you have. So if you are just a just a regular hunter, you have a limit on how many blinds you can have. You can only have two. But if you are a club or an outfitter, you can have as many as you want. So you have two guide services down in the water that basically control, like, I would say maybe 60 to 70% of the blind. What's the license cost for them as opposed to a regular guy? Uh, it, there's no there's no guide license in, in Virginia. So, you don't have to have a guide license. So if I, as an outfitter, if I move to Virginia, what are the chances of me being able to get an area where I can have blinds on it? Um, one to none, <laughs> unless what, you want to pay a lot of money. Well, what's it cost? That's what I'm saying. Is there a cost associated with this? So it's it's like forty three bucks a year to license one blind. Twenty three. Um, forty three. Forty three dollars. Forty three dollars. Yep, forty three dollars a year, and that gives you the whole year for that spot. Um, and then you just you know however many you have. It just goes on that way. Well, this is what I'm asking. I'm confused by. <clears throat> you said that the same, the haves and the have nots. So the same people have the same blinds year after year. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're paying forty three dollars a year for a for a five hundred yard duck lease on the Potomac River bottoms yep. or wherever it's at. Correct. Yep. Yep. So somebody new can't come in. So for forty three dollars a year, they're getting a lease from the state. That sounds like a pretty damn good deal to me. Yeah, that's a steal. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely, it benefits, it benefits people who want to work for it. I mean, like me, I started hunting now on uh, uh, Quantico Marine Corps Base. That's where I cut my teeth duck hunting. And after that, it took me six years before I even knew somebody that had uh, a private blind and I had access to. So... And after that, it took me another two years to be able to lease a blind myself and find a spot that I could have that was mine. So, so these blinds are there year round, or do they come come through every year and redo it? No, they're they're there year round. But you have a big problem with like uh, ghost blinds. So people that don't like duck hunting, like we hunt up by like Belmont Bay and Fort Belvoir and all that. So you have like million dollar homes that are sitting on the shore. Yeah. And people will go and license a blind in that spot to lock up that water from someone else hunting it. Right. How do they get ahead of the hunters on the line? That's what I'm asking. So they have what's called a riparian right, which is landowner right. So if, if I was to license a blind in front of this guy's house, the next year, he can license my blind and kick me out of my blind. Because he owns that land. He owns the house. Because he technically owns the land. But what? you have to be below below the high average high water mark. Then it's legal to hunt it there. Exactly. Now, you can also go in and float hunt, but you have to be 500 yards from another blind, whether it's occupied or unoccupied. Sounds like the Democrats are fucking up the hunting there, like everywhere else. <laughs> I mean, that's just my yeah. I mean, it's 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 nice. It's nice to have that option, but it does limit a lot of people from hunting the Potomac. See, th- this is the shit. Th- this is the bullshit that we're dealing with in our country. 
that's fucking the hunters that we got. But hold on, what's bullshit here? The, the, the bullshit part is is that they're keeping people from hunting. I understand if you own land, not want someone building your blind on your land. I got that. So you think it should go to a draw every year? <clears throat> I think that if it's public land, public water, mm-hmm. that everybody ought to have the same access or the draw. Like some of these states where they do lottery drawings in the morning or for, for a, a new- season, uh-huh. I got no problem with that. But I think it's bullshit to let some asshole not hunt a blind and lease a blind just to keep somebody from hunting it. That's what we're doing to hurt hunters. We're regulating yeah. our hunters well, that way. Now, if it, I bought a, a lot of people, no good. If if I bought a million dollar house or a ten thousand dollar house, I would buy that blind. <clears throat> I would want that blind. I would want that right to have that blind or not have someone hunt it. I understand that you own a place. You know, I I, I understand you don't want someone hunting in your backyard. If you own that property, but when you get out to the high water mark, that's just tough titty, right? You know, and and people ought to be able to hunt that. And what what happens are these rich bureaucrats that think they're better than everybody that don't give a fuck about nothing but themselves. And we see it at every level of every everybody's life in the world. Those people only want to they want to save it for them and a few select buddies, and then nobody else can hunt it and it can set all year. And if they want to hunt twice a year, do it. I think that's bullshit. I think anything that's on public land, public water, I don't think the state should be keeping people from hunting that want to hunt. I understand you say, you know what, we got we got 15 miles of riverbank here. We're going to put in 60 blinds and first come, first serve, or we're going to do 60 blinds. We're going to do a draw for the year. Some rules, but it shouldn't be the same people every year get to keep the same places on public water. I don't think that's fair. If you want that, go to private. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been on both sides of it, and, you know, there's, up in Northern Virginia, there's really only, like, three options for public hunting, and that's Port Belvoir, Quantico, or you have um, Dyke Marsh, which they have three, three or four uh, floating blind stakes that you can hunt on, I think it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. See, but now back to this. See, you're only seeing this through the lens of the have-nots. I'm seeing it from the lens of the haves. It's a great fucking deal. Yeah. But, well, no, absolutely. And I, I loved it when I was down there because I knew that I was going to go to my spot every and year. not have to fight anything. For $43. Every day that I went. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but yeah, it's it, great. Here's the thing with the $43. I don't care if it's $43 free. It should be Re- regardless. It's free regardless. 43 right. bucks do not cost shit. How is that fair that you get to keep your same place on your same deal for $43 on public land. But if I've got it, I ain't asking any fucking questions. I'm cutting no, that no, check no. every year. Yeah, if I was on the half side, exactly. would. But what exactly. I'm talking about is the people that are paying these $43 for these blinds and mm-hmm. nobody's hunting them just because they don't want hunters around. And you know someone's letting them in here. Oh, okay, you know, these bunny hugger shit. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, you have, a lot of, you have a lot of, like, ghost blinds. So all it has to in the rules, what it says, it has to be able to con- conceal one hunter and a boat. So you can have you can have three pallets on on four on four four by fours, and that's considered a blind. I just I, I personally so, haves or have nots. If it's on public water, it ought to be a draw system every year for public shit. If you own the land, you should yeah. have a right to rebuy your lease every year. I, that I got no problem with. But if it's public water, it should be a public draw every year. Nobody should be able to keep the same place on public land. If you don't like that shit, go buy you a fucking place. Hmm. I just yeah. I don't I don't think yeah. that's fair for. And then you said a guide can run as many blinds as they want. Well, I'm an outfitter. 
we don't hunt public water, but it's not. And it's <coughs> it's it's the same forty three whether it's a guide or a private individual. Yep. Ooh. See, yep. I just there's something's fucked up about that to me. I'm sure a guy that's in Virginia is like, I wish that fat fucker just shut up mind his own <laughs> business. Fucking good deal. You know, yeah. but, I'll get ten of those yeah. for four hundred and thirty bucks and I'm set for the year. Yeah, I just that's crazy yeah, that's exactly. on public land. I just don't know how you can keep someone off of public water and just let the same people have it year after year. I just to me I think that's yeah, a bullshit I mean, deal. Well even even if you go in and you trespass on somebody's blind, like it's still uh I believe it's a class three trespassing misdemeanor. So, I mean, it's not like it's a huge deal, but it's still it's still breaking the law. How many people burn some other assholes <laughs> blind down there? Um, I've heard of it happening a couple times, but it really doesn't happen often, that often. Where, like, I have fucked people over for doing that is, like, you'll go out there at midnight on September 1st and with a computer and a printer... And if someone didn't register a blind, you'll fucking just type in the GPS coordinate and tag that blind as your own. If someone didn't renew their blind license. Uh, well, let, let me ask you this now. This is plain. They're really being an asshole. There's no rules against fishing in that water, is there? No. Nope. <laughs> I damn just said you got to start bass fishing <laughs> right in front of their fucking blind opening morning. There ain't a damn thing they can do about it. Yep. So the state... Yep. The state yep. can regulate how many people can hunt in a quadrant, but they can't keep you from fishing there. Yeah, exactly. See, that's, that's fucked up. Can't be. Can't all yeah. be perfect, Jeff. No, that's that's true. <laughs> that's 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 just a. It's just an interesting. It is. You know, down on the Texas coast around Rockport, I've seen the blinds in the marshes there in Laguna Madre, and. I don't know if that's Laguna Madre Park, though. Laguna Madre south of Corpus. Somebody's going to correct me on that shit, I'm sure. But there'll be blind line after blind for miles. One blind after another blind. And I've always wondered what the... Because the state don't regulate that. I'm assuming it's just people using some fucking common sense. And it is Texas, and we got a lot of common sense here, but we also got some fucking idiots. Most of them moved here from California. But that's... You know, we have areas that are that are public hunting that don't have any sanctions on it. And I think on the Texas coast is one of them. But I wonder how they self-regulate themselves. Mm-hmm. So you still give the better hunting to Virginia? Did you get geese in Virginia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got we get a lot of geese. We get so when you go to the western part of the state, once you cross over that ninety-five corridor, there's no blind laws at all. So it's pretty much open free to anybody who wants to hunt. But I would say that the better hunting is east of ninety-five because you have you have, you know, a huge waterway that is that is a, a nesting area and a stopping ground for all these ducks and geese. Right. So, I mean, like, like I said, you know, we get anything. We'll get mallards, gadwalls, widgeons, pintails, ruddy ducks, canisback, blackhead, uh, redhead, pretty much anything you can shoot on the river. Now, you sent me a picture today of you with a bunch of fucking buffalo heads. <laughs> yep. What's yep. what is what is it with you guys and these fucking butterballs? So basically, like if you have a slow day and you're not shooting anything else, the only thing that's going to be coming in is bufflehead. So you just have a buffy beatdown day, and you just just fucking shoot all the buffleheads you want. Buffy, buffy beatdown. Beat 
And you you, you it, look at your buddy and like, well, you know what score you know what the score is. It's a Buffy beatdown day today. Yeah, exactly. About to unload exactly. on that ass. Do they taste as good? <laughs> Do they taste really good? Somebody said they taste uh, like a, a, a no. No, they're not. I mean, you put enough barbecue sauce on anything, it's gonna taste good. So. Yeah, that's true too. That's not right. Who, that's not true. Who, who was it that said they taste like a? T- was it was it Rory that said they taste like a uh, butterball turkey? Because yeah. they got so much fat on them. I call bullshit on that steel. It's probably either them or like coots. I mean, uh, I've tried. I've tried. I've shot a few coots before because we get we get like a big raft of coots in some of these creeks, and it just pulls everything in. So we'll set out. We'll set out like 150, 200 coot decoys. Who the fuck has 150 coot decoys? God Almighty! Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bunch of fucking decoys. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can either use, like, a, a crab pot buoy and just paint it black and white, mm-hmm. or you can do milk jugs, you can paint them black and white, and they'll come into those. As long as they see a mass, you know, they, they, just, they see that mass, and that, they just come right to it. Swim up, you mean? Yeah, they'll swim. Have yeah. you ever... See, I don't know how these fuckers get here, because I've never seen one fly. You, you've seen them fly, you just don't notice them. Uh, you see them. Maybe, I don't know. They migrate. They don't walk. That's, that's what I'm saying. You, you see I've a bunch never, of them walk through Knox City. I've never, I've never seen never, them. Never seen them in, at altitude. But no, they just, I've only seen them like run across the water. Me too. Like that's all, that's the only thing I've ever seen them do. They just fucking show up one day and then like they never yeah. they forget how to fly when they get down here. I so, guess. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we ran them over. We ran them over with the boat a couple times too. Like, yeah, just, it's crazy. You're coming in the middle of the night and you're just like, oh shit, it's a bunch of coots, and they just like, they just like. Split and fly and dive and all this shit. It's just they're stupid. I just I can't stand them. So you ate you ate a cool, a pool do? Well, that's what the coonasses call them. They call them pool do's. You've eaten them? Yeah, yeah, I've eaten them a couple times. What did you? You eat ate it more them? than once. <laughs> what? what po- um, I mean, you just breast them out, really. Oh. Uh, but there's like there's like a, a quarter inch fat layer around all of them. Yeah, mm. they are not that that time that we shot all the coots. They are not a pleasure too clean no no they smell disgusting <laughs> see the, the 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 professional coot shooters they eat that they take the gizzards yeah dad says the gizzards good my dad's eating them a, a, a more than once he's the only person i know yeah. you and you, him and maddie are the only no. two people i know it's eating them more than once but yeah no, i don't i don't eat gizzards that gizzard is it's about the size of a golf ball it's it, it's a good size uh good size hunk of meat doesn't look huh. very appealing, but that's what they like out of it for some reason. You, you know, I saw a video that a, the coots will eat duck eggs <clears> in <throat> the spring, and that's, that's a good reason everybody should mow really? them down. Yeah, I don't know if, if that's internet bullshit or if that's true, but I did see the video of it, but I don't know what it is. But I'm still <laughs> lost on Andy not thinking these fuckers migrate. They, I guess he thinks they take a fucking greyhound. Oh, I, there's no doubt in my mind that they migrate. I'm just <laughs> so, saying I've never seen them. You never seen a lot of coots coming from the, the north. No, they got to do it in the middle of the night when nobody's out there. Is the only thing I can think of because I've never seen a tornado of coots landing on the water. <laughs> yeah, no. We no. and we no, we have a shitload of them here now too. Yeah, they just showed up. One time when I was a kid, we were teal hunting, and uh, fuck, I didn't know any better. I thought that they were teal racked up on the other end. I walked fucking halfway around that cocksucker, and I didn't know what coots were. I was a young lad and just trying to just trying to be a good person and scare all these teal up. And they fucking they would run on the water, 
I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen teal do that before. Fuck, I walked all the way. I walked all the way around the pond that we were on. And when you say pond, these guys don't understand the big playa lake. Yeah, it's it's half mile to each side. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a lake. Yeah, that's that's why so I said like, that. He's thinking like, pond. They're thinking, you know, something the size of this dining hall right here. No, it's it's big. <laughs> but yeah, I walked a long ass way before I f- and then finally, you know, got back to the blind. They're like, "Those are fucking coots." I'm like, "Oh, okay. That's probably why they didn't fly." Yeah. Some lessons you just got to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so do you? Absolutely. You, you shoot butter balls up there, buffle heads. What what is what's your duck of choice? Um. I love shooting canvas backs. Canvas backs are, are definitely definitely fun to shoot. Why are they, they so uh, fun? Just because know, they're so fast? Uh no, they just they are just the end all be all. Like that is the king. The king of ducks ducks in my opinion. Um they usually do it right mm-hmm. where they'll soak you uh, a couple times and they'll come in, you know, at thirty yards with their feet down and dicks out. So it's it's always it's always a good time. See, that's something that we don't have any experience. Uh, I mean, I, I've shot just a handful of canvas backs in my time, but that's something we don't have a whole lot of experience with. So when I was asking, I was I was genuinely. Uh, you shot a full limit of them, though, right? But I mean, that's that's they were legitimately on a pond, like you're thinking of, like a small body of water. It's we full, were, full of shit. It's full of uh, uh, just yeah, snails. And snails. Stuff. And uh, it had just frozen. It was a it was a hard freeze, and those snails were just right on the top of the water. But like like the way that you're describing it, the way that you hunt, I don't think that it was the same type of canvas back hunt because this was a very small body of water. Uh, I mean, you could throw a baseball across it, and they would just like you said though they did it right though. Yeah, yeah. So usually, usually, you know, about the end of November, beginning of December, we'll split our spread between uh, puddle ducks and divers. Yeah. And then the end of, and middle to the end of December, we're switching over completely to diver decoys. How do they taste? How do they taste? Yep. Um, the canvas backs taste the best. Um, ruddy ducks, if you can kill them, no. they're pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, I get that. Blackheads usually save your limit. <laughs> that's usually that's usually what saves the hunt is blackhead. <laughs> is those ringnecks? What, what do you call a black? Uh, no. What, what do you call a blackhead? Uh, 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 bluebills. Bluebills. Ring. Yeah. Blue yeah. Bills. They they got they've got like fifty different names. See, uh, yeah. the the spot that we hunted last week, there's a bunch of uh, uh, bluebills on it, and those fuckers would not look at us. Not, I mean, not one bit. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Like, it was a hole that was uh, really, really tight, and I don't know if they needed a little bit more space or what, but I could not get those fuckers to break off. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Gadwalls ate us up. Yeah. But those bluebills, fuck, good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah. So the one the one blind that we have, it's, uh, it's on telephone poles mm-hmm. that we sunk down in the mud because all of the tongue is a title. You get that real thick tidal mud that it looks like it's ankle deep, and then you sink up into your thigh in mud. So it's real fun hunting that. Um, but it's it's sixteen by sixteen, and we've got a small kitchen in it. So the last day of the season, a couple of years ago, we had 
uh, bacon and egg, French toast, um, had the heaters going. So it's, it's definitely a good way to hunt. That is uh, the Cadillac way of hunting for sure. <laughs> Jesus. You got a three-course meal in there and heaters going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh. usually usually it's best when the river freezes. We've got, we've got access to a blind that's below a power plant that has a warm water discharge. So when the whole river freezes, we've got 300, 400 yards of open water front of our blind that's like so a, it's just every every duck in the in the on the river is there so it, it's pretty it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel pretty much right and you're the only ones that can hunt it yep yep and you can walk into it too Oof. which is nice i bet there were some silly days on that piece of property oh yeah oh yeah there's no question mm-hmm. i mean we'd go out at 10 o'clock in the afternoon and shoot our limit in 10 minutes yeah so did you did you do much field hunting in Virginia? I did some. Um, I didn't do a whole lot, um, uh, but it's make, it's mostly just big geese. Right. It's really all we shoot is big geese. So how has the transition so, been to Pennsylvania, where where you're hunting fields quite a bit? Uh, it's different. It's definitely different. Uh, I think I I uh, like it a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier. So. You know, you don't have to worry about the boat and, you know, the tide and all that shit. You just look for a feed and go hunt the next day. Now, do you have a dog? No. Well, I do have a dog, but I've got a, a German Shepherd. Ah. So he's not he's not a duck dog. Not a duck dog. Can guys use no. dogs on the Potomac, or is the tide too bad? No, you can. There's not there's not a whole lot of current unless you get like a north wind. Right. Um, when you get a north wind, it pushes everything up into all the creeks, so you get like a pretty good chop going on. Um, it it's it's rough. It can get real rough out there when you get a northwest wind. Mm. Hunting water scary. Hunting like big water and stuff like that and rivers. I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to do that every day. It seems pretty dangerous. Yeah. It it can be. Um, we've definitely had some close calls. We had, uh, one morning we went out and it was minus 18 when we get with the wind chill when we got to the ramp. Mm. And I was like, you know, it's probably not the best day to go out. Right. Cause it was blowing, it was blowing like 15 to 20. So there was a pretty good chop. Um, so I got peer pressure in going out. So we go out. We shoot our limit, and we head back. We start heading back, and the wind starts to pick up real bad. So I'm like trolling, going like two or three miles an hour, and I have to cut these in going across the bay. Jesus. And everything that was com- coming over the side of the boat was freezing to my jacket instantly. Mm. So we got we got back to the ramp, and we all looked at each other. We were like, "That was probably stupid, but <laughs> we shot a limited duck, so whatever." <laughs> I couldn't. Uh... Oh, that's that's that would be my worst nightmare as a waterfowler. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a pucker factor for sure. There's no question. I mean, like if the weather turns—that's the one thing about field hunting. If the weather turns bad, I know I can make it back to my pickup. Like I, I know it can. I, I can physically. I can walk to my pickup if I if I absolutely have to. Fucking, yeah. if you're on the water, good luck with that. If the weather's really shitty. Well, most- most of the time you're, you're close to the shore, so you can either just hunker down and just wait it out. Um, so that it, 
it's only there's only a couple blinds that I've got access to that are like out in the water. Yeah. That you're either on like an island, which you can you can go and you can hunker down on the island and just wait it out. You know, just beach the boat and just just wait it out. See, that would uh, suck I've too because it then it's like, well, how fucking long do you have to wait it out for? A couple hours? Yeah, usually half a day. Yeah, you, uh, sometimes, hmm. sometimes. Um, but I mean, it's, it's better than trying to go across and end up end up capsizing the boat. No, I I, I am with you there, but listen. I'd be worried about food after about six hours. Like, what the fuck are we going to do for food, guys? <laughs> Start burning the decoys. Well, like, well, like so we have, I have a blind that I hunt that we actually passed Mount Vernon um, to go to. Oh, and awesome. it's close to the George Washington Parkway. <clears throat> so we can always just, like, jump on the parkway and, like, call call somebody and be like, hey, can you come get us? Yeah. Because we can't get back out. Um, I mean, we just had the boat where the tide went out real quick. And we've had the boat stuck for a couple hours till the tide came back in. Now, when we go to Pennsylvania, so now you're in Pennsylvania, you're hunting there. What's the pressure like yep. compared to hunting in Virginia? There's none. There's there's really <clears throat> Pennsylvania is a deer hunting state. Right. Um, per per hunter, there are more hunters in Pennsylvania than there are in any other state. There's yeah. over a million hunters in just Pennsylvania alone. <clears throat> yeah, a big deer. A deer doesn't grow very big there usually, right? No, no. And you can only you can only shoot one deer a year. So that's what you get your tags for. You get one buck a year, and you have to send in um, with the area that you want to hunt in to get a doe tag. And then you can get two doe tags. You have to, but you have to send them in. So, so wa- waterfowl hunting is there a lot of public land, or is it mostly private in Pennsylvania? There, there is a lot of public land around me, but I will never go back after the experience that I had. Well, so. share, share that with us. <laughs> this must be a good one. Uh, so, so we scouted out uh, this wood duck spot um, on on the game land, and we walk in at like three o'clock in the morning because it's it's public ground, so you got to get there early. So we're sitting in our hole where the first one's there, and we, we just see all these lights around us. We had guys that walked in, like, right at shooting light. Um, and then you have other people that are in, like, another pool, pool like, a couple couple hundred yards down from us that have, like, pintail decoys out and, like, diver decoys. And the first year that I was up here was the first year that Pennsylvania legalized, like, mojos and lucky ducks. So they've got, like, three lucky ducks sitting in this hole and are like calling mallard calling at wood ducks and shooting wood ducks at like 50 yards just it's just it's ridiculous and i was so mad after that because it's just like they don't know how to duck hunt up here um you know don't get me wrong there are some people that are, are very good at what they do up here but people that go to the game lands do not know how to duck hunt in pennsylvania so you just you got a bunch of barnies out there basically during the duck season. Exactly, exactly. Now I will go to the game land if it's during the week when I know that there's no one when I know that no one's going to be there, and I've got I've got a pretty good wood duck hole that I can shoot wood ducks on very consistently. That last year I shot a stud of a wood duck that that is definitely going to go on the wall. Um, his head was like the size of a fucking softball, so he was he was huge. I didn't, I honestly, <clears throat> until we started doing this podcast, I've been in the waterfowl business my whole life, basically. 
did not realize how many people, and, I, and I'm back to this, and I'm not making fun of nobody, <clears throat> shoot buffalo heads, ruddy ducks, and wood ducks. I didn't realize how many people shoot wood ducks. In the southeast part of the United States, a wood duck's a big, a lot of people could target them because we well, don't yeah. have them here. I'd target them. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying, but we don't have them, so I don't ever think about it. Right. But I hear so many people, I've seen so many posts lately about guys on a, on a woody banger, woody and, and we just, we don't have any here. And so, and I, I'm assuming they decoy good. Uh, so I actually don't use decoys on at that spot because it's it's in timber. So you're shooting. There's this one little lane that they come through that you're shooting them at like five feet. Wow. So now are they trying to land or are they just flying through the channel? Um, it they do they actually do both. So if you let them get a little bit further away from you, they will land because it's all it's all in old oak growth growth forest. Mm-hmm. So they're eating the acorns that are landing in the water. Um, so they do fly in there and they'll sit down. But most of the times you shoot them at, you know, like 10 yards and under. So they're just, you're just annihilating wood dust. It, it, it's great. It's good time. It's fast. Action packed. Hey, did you see that video of the guy? I'm assuming he's in like a deer blind and he's in the woods and then these fucking woodies just run up on him eating the acorns that have just fallen. Yeah. Look like turkeys walking yeah, through the like fucking turkeys. Like a hundred of them? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that was insane. See, stuff like that, we that's amazing to me because we don't see that. But I have. I have really noticed a ton of people on the podcast page putting pictures up of shooting 10-man limit of woodies and stuff. And I'm just like, I, I just yeah. didn't know that kind of hunting existed on them because I don't know anybody that shoots them like that. Because most of the places that have wood ducks around here, like when you get to East Texas, they're targeting mallards. Right. And so yeah. I, I didn't know. So there's a lot of places where y'all are. That's y'all's main animal to shoot. A duck to shoot is a wood duck. Then uh, wood ducks and mallards are, are mainly what what I have been shooting, um, especially this year since you know our limit was reduced from four to two now. I literally have shot one wood duck in my life. Maybe Do they are they they fly fast like teal, don't they? Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. they're they're fast and furious. Well, and I mean, you know. You're dealing with obstacles most of the time because you're in the timber like that. Yeah, I've shot a couple trees before. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally, I've literally only seen one teal in my life, and that was in Canada. No one wood duck. Wood duck. Wood duck. I'm sorry. Yeah, we just don't. We don't have them. We don't. I've never been around them. We've shot a couple off one of our lakes down here, and that was it. That's years ago. And that cocksucker, it was a little bitty pond. I mean, it probably was. It was tiny, maybe. 20 by 10 small and uh, a lot of trees around it and he sat by himself and that was the only wood duck i've ever seen in my life yeah as long as you can get it into an area that has you know a lot of a lot of oaks that's going to drop acorns you'll find wood duck you'll find mallards in there Mm. any bands on them uh i shot a banded woody probably six years ago but that was that's been the only one i mean a couple of my buddies have shot bands on wood ducks before but i don't know if they are banding them as much anymore yeah um i i know that i was part of a banding banding operation out of middle creek which is out towards lancaster for uh geese and mallard for this year did you did you swipe any by accident no, none, no, none no, fell I into didn't. your pocket. They do a pretty good job keeping count, <laughs> don't they? 
Yeah, they do. They do. They should give everybody that because you're volunteering. They should give everybody three bands for volunteering. Jesus, three? Why not just one? <laughs> three. I mean, you get more people. I mean, to if do I it. want bands, if you really want bands, you can go on the eBay and buy bands. No shit. <laughs> well, you can volunteer your time and grab three. <laughs> I've got, I know a guy that has done that before, and then I see him on Facebook. I'm not going to mention his name, and he makes fun of people all the time for doing shit like that. And I'm thinking, yeah, you used to do the same shit. People grow up, Jeff. <laughs> people change. So, so do people put wood duck boxes up where y'all are at everywhere? Then. Yep, yep. I put up three this year. So, where my old lady and I live, we actually have a pond that we can see from our house that's on the neighbor's property. That has a bunch of mallard, bunch of geese, and a bunch of wood ducks on it. So, so do you have any of them using the boxes you put up? Yes. Yeah, we had we had a uh, a really really good hatch this year for mallards and wood ducks. Every box that I had that I checked had at least uh, six to eight eggs in it. Now, will anything invade those boxes, like a predator, or a raccoon, or anything like that? So you put those, you put like a sheet metal cone um, at the bottom of the box uh-huh. so they can't actually climb up the pole and get into the box. I gotcha. Otherwise, I'm sure they learned that lesson the hard way. Whoever invented that little yeah. cone deal at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, how many, what's, uh, what's the season looking like where you're at? You got a lot of birds around right now? Uh, I have, we have a lot of local birds. Um, we shot... We shot one shy of a four-man limit of mallards on opening day. Good. And we have like a, a week-long early duck season, and then we have our season that comes in uh, November 19th and then runs till January 18th. Cause y'all, it's looking pretty good. Y'all are still pretty, I mean, y'all aren't like cold, cold right now, are you? Most of these fronts have been just right down so, the middle of the country, haven't they? Yeah, we've we've had some cold days in the thirties. Like opening day was, uh, it was thirty six in the morning for opening day, which was good. What's the coldest uh, you've been this year? Uh, uh, I think that was the coldest that we've been so far. Hey. But um, this week coming, we're supposed to get we're supposed to be highs in the low forties and then lows in the in the thirties. So so have with y'all the north wind. have y'all had like a big big front yet? No, or is it just no, kind of average? The, it's just average so far. Um, I think it's starting to kick off. We've had we've had we've had the big flocks of starlings, and we've had the cardinals that have started to move through. Mm-hmm. So that's usually the first sign of the migration for us. That's fascinating because we hell we didn't even get past thirty six yesterday here. Yeah. We we were what was the low this morning? Nineteen. Nineteen. We've already hit the teens. Yeah. But that's very, very unusual for us this time of year. Like, I can remember trick-or-treat, today's Halloween. I can remember trick-or-treating and fucking taking the kids in just a long sleeve T-shirt. So this is very unusual. And we had our first freeze October 9th here this year, and usually we get our first freeze November 6th. This is the third time we've had a freeze, and this was the this going to wipe out everything that wasn't already wiped out. But we're, we're covered with geese here already. I mean, lots and lots and lots of geese here. we got tons of ducks. But I think it's just a central flyway thing right now. It's really had a lot of winter. And Jeff said thirty thousand, yeah. and he was off by about three thousand. Yeah, it's thirty three. Oh, yeah. It was thirty three thousand. No, it's birds. twenty seven. <laughs> and we got more now. <laughs> okay, Andy, how many birds on that field today? You're hunting Saturday. Uh, 
There's a lot of birds. How many would you guess? Not 30,000. No, 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 no. They're, just, they're split up on some fields. How many birds do you think are on that field, though? Mm, 12,500. 12,500 birds on a field. Can you imagine in Pennsylvania you getting to hunt a field with 12,000 birds on it? No. No, I couldn't. I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I'd just be looking too much. And this is and this is October, and we are a thousand miles hey. south of the Canadian border. Yeah, no, no way, no way. I mean, we're shooting. We're looking at speeds of like sub three hundred. That's a know? lot, though. Like, like that. That's a jam pack. Yeah, three hundred for us is like holy shit. Like that. That's a feat. Well, but most of the time, you're looking at geese that are like fifty, sixty, seventy. Yeah. That's a feed for us. But you see 300 and you're calling everybody you know, like, fucking bring your gun tomorrow because it's going to be a burner. Exactly. 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 And then fi- now, they do get more birds, like, on the eastern part of the state, uh, closer to the water. Cause, like, this is the first time I've ever lived in a landlocked state, and it's, it's just weird that I can't, like, go to the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So, so uh, before we let you off of here, what uh, what about football? Who do you root for there? Uh, I'm a Skins fan through and through. You're a what? So Skins? I'm a Skins fan. God, oh, it has man. been horrible for you, us. You poor bastard. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, growing up in D.C., I remember going to games at RFK. So how old are you? <laughs> I'm thirty. Do you do you remember John Riggins? Um, I don't think so. Now you've heard, you don't you've think heard, so. You've heard the legend, the is, Diesel. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, absolutely. That was my hero growing up. I've been a Redskins fan. My my dad's cousin was a quarterback of the Redskins. They took him when they went to, okay. they went to their Super Bowl. Billy Kilmer. So I've grown Doug up Williams? a Redskins fan. Not Doug Williams. <laughs> Doug Williams on my mom's side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I have I have grown up a Redskins fan, and I'm at, Dan Snyder needs to go. How's that gonna happen? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Motherfucker I mean, owns a team. It's not, but he's a horrible yeah. owner. So what's the deal with Trent Williams? He had scalp surgery. What did he have? Hair plugs or something? He's a pussy. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I'm not really that big of a football fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't really follow it too much. Well, being a Skins uh, fan, it's understandable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus, you poor uh, bastard. But, yeah, it's. It's all good. It's DC sports. That's just how they are, you know, until, you know, like the Capitals just finally won a Stanley Cup and then the Nats won last night. So I was pretty happy about so that. So you're, you're pretty pumped about the Nats winning? Yeah, the Nats and the Caps are usually who I follow closely. Yeah. That, uh, did you watch the, did you watch the whole series? Uh, I watched, I watched bits and pieces of it, but yeah. just, just like with work and everything that I got going on, like, my old lady runs her own business, mm-hmm. and I work a full-time job, and she works a full-time job, too, so, yeah. You got to make uh, time for one another. That's important. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I flipped yeah, it on. She's trying. Go ahead. Uh, she's trying to grow her business bigger and what they're doing, so. What does it, she do? a lot of work. That, so, she works, uh, she works in, she's a consultant for her full-time job, and then uh, her and her parents run a, a indie dyeing uh, fiber business. So they take they take yarn that they buy and they dye it and sell it to people. Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, like her parents live uh, five minutes away from us, and they have twelve sheep on their property. 
that they take and they take the wool and they send it to the mill and they make yarn out of it and they dye it and, and sell it. So is that why y'all moved to uh, uh, Pennsylvania? Yeah. So she wanted. She's from this, from up here, mm-hmm. and I grew up in just outside DC. So when we got together, she she was like, "I want to move closer to the home, like everything like that." And I was like, "Sure, let's do it." So we put a timeline on it of like six months to a year, and then three months in, she's like, "I got a job, and they're gonna match my salary that I was making in DC." It's like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> So are we hearing wedding bells in the future? Uh, we'll see, you know. I mean, we <laughs> we moved to Pennsylvania together, so I, I mean, I'm not trying to go anywhere. Listen, if you want to propose to her on air, you know, that, that'd be good for ratings. <laughs> yeah, we haven't yeah, had that happen yet. That's the one thing we haven't had happen. <laughs> Man, yeah, she's, not, uh, she's not a hunter, so I, got I don't know you. if she'll listen to it. Oh, she'll be listening. Uh, so you open up the 9th, you said? Uh, the 19th. Yeah. 19th. 19th of November. 19th. So you still got, you still got about uh, a little over two weeks. When will you start scouting yeah, and well, trying to get a game plan together? Um, I mean, I've already got a pretty good idea of where I'm going to go. Because we have Deuce that's open right now. I got gotcha. you. open from October 26th to November 26th right now. So you're going to shut down and then that opens back up. Are you going out this weekend then? I'm I'm gonna try and find some heat here and see what's uh see what's going on. Good. Well man, I uh I appreciate you taking an hour out of your day to uh to talk with us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. And no problem. Uh, good luck if you get out there this weekend and then when the nineteenth kicks off, good luck. Get after them. Stay safe out there and we appreciate your time. Yeah, I'll have to uh We'll, we'll have to plan a trip to get down there probably next year or the year after. Perfect. Look forward to it. And, uh, it, you know, if you if you change your mind and want to propose to her on air, we can make that happen. Just <laughs> just give us a call. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let y'all know. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Maddie. You have a good day, and God bless you, bud. Thanks, guys. See you, right. See you, bud. Maddie Bentz, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> from the great state of Pennsylvania by way of Virginia. i tell you what, that, that – Public land shit, just as I'd be all about it if I had a spot though. And you can't tell me that you wouldn't. I would be too. I just can't believe. You just know there's some people that's getting some deals to get the that are. Oh, you always you know know this. You always go to the to the. I know how crooked people are. Crooked way of doing things, Jeff. I've been doing it for years that way. Yeah, but if I own, if I paid a million dollars for a fucking house or ten thousand dollars, I'd want to pay the forty three dollars to be able to keep people out of my front yard hunting. Hundred percent. And I believe that it is right that they put that little clause in there. Like, hey, if you buy this house, you've got first rights to that blind. I, I, I believe that's a good way to do Well, can you imagine Miss Bunny Hugger buying it the first year and having to, boy, she'd be a Ooh. bitch. Woo. We Not. dealt with that this year during dove season. So, yeah. All right. Anyways, remember our giveaway next week. We could be, next week will be the night. This comes out on Friday. It'll be the next weekend. No, it will be. I don't know. <clears> the ninth, <clears throat> November 9th. Next, next Saturday, this will come out. Or, or next Saturday we'll do the giveaway. I'm uh, I'm confused. You're so fucking confused. I'm confused right now. Next Saturday's the giveaway. Anyways, look us up on the web, stanfieldhunting.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you and have a great day.